Here we go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Great episode this week. As always, I'm joined by my lovely spouse, Jesse. Uh, this week, we talk about fear, and more specifically, we discuss the question, do people really have a fear of failure, or do they have a fear of success? I know what you're thinking. Why would anybody be afraid of success? Well, we dig into it on the show. Uh, there's also a blog post about this particular topic. If you head over to AboveAverageLeadership.com, hover over free resources, and click on blog, it should be the top one depending on when you listen to this. If not, scroll down, you'll find it. Same title. Um, and then keep your eyes peeled because towards the end of the week on Friday, I will also be dropping a video on YouTube about this same topic. Four or five minutes max, I hope. I promise. Sort of promise. Don't hold me to that. At any rate, great conversation today with Jesse, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. And here we go. Here we go again. We are making noise and sounds and microphones like we always do. And it's wonderful. Once a week, we always do. <laughs> uh, once a week, always. All right, so today, topic is fear. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, it hits me right in the feels, the too. The fear feels. Yeah. Um, and as always, there was a blog post that led to this palmcast. <laughs> but uh, so essentially, the, podcast, or the post was about fear of failure, right? So... A lot of people, when you ask them, you know, why don't you do whatever it is that you want to do, whatever dream you've got, why don't you chase it? Everyone's like, well, what if I fail? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> and that is, I mean, super, super common. I've been there. You've been there. Yes, right? absolutely. Um, but I, I feel like maybe not all the time, but I think probably a majority of the time, maybe even without realizing it, that it's not necessarily the fear of failure that is precluding people from doing what it is they really want to do. I feel like a lot of the time it's a fear of success. 100%. <laughs> and, you know, you agree because we've, we've had conversations about this before and it's yes. something that you've in fact struggled with yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I think probably when you say that to you know the average person they go what are you talking about that doesn't make any that sense doesn't make sense <laughs> why why would i be afraid of winning and and the analogy i use in the post um i went way off script and didn't use any military anything <laughs> so kudos to travis for that That's one right. well you have a vast life experience <laughs> but apparently i did things and had other interests besides military at right. some point <laughs> but the one that i used in the post was music because mm -hmm. um, i've always been a huge music fan yeah and one of the things, I mean, I remember like MTV, anytime a band was out, right? Right. And they're just killing it. Like they're the new thing mm -hmm. and everyone loves them. And you know, that first album just takes off, right? right. I can remember like Matt Penfield or Ricky Rackman or Court Loader, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a little old, um, going band X is out with their sophomore album and everyone goes, oh crap. Right, everybody takes a deep breath. Right, because that's the second album. Yeah. And everyone is waiting to see, was it a fluke? Right. Right? Right. So, Can they sustain and meet your expectation? <laughs> and that's that's the fear. That's I mean, as, as the artist on that side, right, once you've got that first massive success, mm -hmm. right, or maybe it's not even massive, maybe it's just your first success, period. Right. And then... That's the that's the real fear is can I do it again? Right. Right. And now there's an expectation right. that I do it again. <laughs> right. 
You've and, created this magic that right. people want to revisit. And what if it doesn't happen? And not only, you know, that's the other thing. The more initial success you get, the more crippling that fear becomes. I mean, think about it. If you went from, you know, playing the whiskey on Friday. <laughs> right. And then a month later, you're selling out stadiums. Right. To 3,000, 5,000, 30,000 people. Right. That, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> and you're doing that all across the country. You know, right. now you're like, man, there's a lot of people. Yeah. Waiting to see if this second album sucks. Right. <laughs> They're just waiting. They're just waiting. And you and the other thing is is you know that there are critics that are waiting for that to drop and to for them to hear it and there then are, to tear it apart exactly. or build it up. No, and no critics are, are waiting to build it well, up. Well, probably not. <laughs> particularly in the music industry. No. But they're all waiting for it to suck. Right. So that they can be the one that said, because they wrote whatever yucky article about you and Revolver like <laughs> a, a year ago. That, right. Oh, they're a flash in the pan. Yeah. This one hit wonder, enjoy your summer song, and then right. they're gone. And so when you're sitting there in whatever you're doing, yeah. right, as soon as you start picking up a little traction, like, you know, haters going to hate, right? right? Exactly. Like those people <laughs> in your in your world, in your periphery, in your orbit are going to start going, you can't do it. You can't do it. Right. Well, what about this? What about that? And so as the doer, the dream doer now, you've got the fear of letting the people down who expect it because they love you. Right. And they love what you're doing. And you've got the fear of proving the critics right. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of, I wrapped up the post by talking a little bit about Stevie Nicks. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about music, you know Stevie Nicks didn't care at all. Right. <laughs> to this day, doesn't care about a critic, one. No. And good for her. Like, so little, in fact. This is true. <laughs> Stevie Nicks sang songs about people she broke up with and had them play guitar on stage while she sang the lyrics. <laughs> right. I mean, Stevie didn't care about anything. <laughs> you know, she just wanted to do what she loved to do. Right. Right, she's out there just representing for all the boss babes. <laughs> and I think that's the thing, you know, when you get stuck in that fear. Right. Because it's real. Like, yes. let's be honest. It is. It, I mean, it can be extremely crippling on both sides. The, the and, you know, and that's why I'm always blessed, hashtag blessed, to have <laughs> you on the show. But today in particular, because you... <laughs> Are a recovering success fear. Absolutely. Every day is a struggle. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jesse. I'm afraid of doing well. <laughs> so, as I mean, you know, because like I've I've always been more on the other side. Like, jump off the high thing. Sure, let's see what happens. Right. So, talk to me a little bit about like seriously, what is that really like? It really is. It really is crippling, because it puts you in a position where you're almost afraid to start. Because if anybody sees you and that's that's the expectation, what if you can't keep it up? So once you work past just the starting portion, <laughs> then if if you start to gain some traction, it's still that what if more people see me and what if what if people like it? And what if it, I mean, you really are feeling like you're that one hit wonder where by the time the next summer rolls around, no one's even going to know who you are or care that you were ever here. You're just the Abercrombie and Fitch song guys. Exactly. But, exactly. You know, I, I think, I'm sure it's for every generation, but we're 80s and 90s. Right. And so we saw 
all the one hit wonders. All the one hit wonders. <laughs> and I think part of the fear then is you're thinking, and I think I mentioned this in the post, but you know, best case scenario, like if if you don't do it again, if you can't recreate the magic, best case scenario, you're forgotten. Right. 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 <laughs> Worst case scenario, you're the new running joke for six right. months. About, you're made fun of. Yeah. And and you're on the you know VH1. Where are they now? <laughs> like I you know I don't mind because it's not like he he probably won't hear. It. And if he does, I apologize. You were wonderful in Sharknado. But like, how many times do I go? Oh yeah, that's Sugar Ray. When I hear something that it's like it's catchy, it's poppy, they're never gonna make it long term. Right. That's Sugar Ray. That's Sugar Ray. Right. Or yeah. that's Smash Mouth. <laughs> right? right. You might as well be walking on the sun, brother, because that second <laughs> album, no. <laughs> and so here's what I think, though, when it comes to that, is you know, using those two examples, it's funny, but it's I think that there's some truth in the what happens. So here, if you if you go back to any successful band, right? Mm-hmm. Um, particularly like, you know, those two, two types of bands, mm-hmm. um, when they came out, if you backtrack like seven months to how they sounded live in the club, <laughs> it's nothing at all like what made it to the radio. Right. And so what happens a lot of times, I think with people who have that fear of succeeding and fear of repeat success mm-hmm. is they wind up losing sight of their why in the first place. Yeah. Like, you know, I, another music example. Well, let's just roll with it. Mm-hmm. Jim Morrison hated the song Light My Fire. Right. He hated that yeah. song. Yeah. And they, they had that written for him for like two years, and he refused to record it. He did it out of protest. <laughs> and that album, while that song was massive, mm-hmm. like, it was kind of the beginning of the end for The Doors because... It was like, okay, now we're just commercial sellouts. Right. Now we're not true to us. They worry too much about what the radio cared about and not enough about... Because what happens when you care about what the radio cares about is you lose your core fan base. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone goes, oh, they're selling out. You, you had my heart because we, were, we had a connection and then it falls apart. And the thing is, like, you know, long term, if you're going to... Maybe you've got massive initial success, mm-hmm. right? Because everyone likes this little little snippet. You know, we're in the world of viral videos now. So right. you, you'd sing the Numa Numa song and you're massive in 2004. Who knows where the Numa Numa guy is now? <laughs> right. Except maybe the Numa Numa guy, right? <laughs> right. The Star Wars kid. Like all these right, things yeah. that like, boom, were massive. Mm-hmm. You can't recreate that. No. But everyone loved you for that. But there are, you know, of the 5 million people that watched whatever. Mm-hmm. There's still a hundred thousand that watched your other videos, right? Or that, you know, read your other post or did whatever, and so those are the ones you really need to worry about, and those are the ones that like the genuine you, right? And I think that's the big thing is just really being comfortable with who you are, and and you're doing your best all the time. There are going to be things that hit, and there are going to be things that miss, and you just have to decide you're going to keep going. And it's it you know. Maintaining focus on your why, right? So, like, for example, in your career, you're a fitness coach. Right. That's what you do. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's holistic fitness, though. It's not just right. diet and exercise. Like, any any monkey with the internet can figure out, oh, I need to not eat trash and move my right. body. Sure. Right. We're, we are creating a community, and it's mindset, and um, really being a support system for people that 
want to have a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, and it's and you know, I'll talk about you more because you're the, the worst spokesperson for Jesse. Is <laughs> is that it's like it's it's the whole package. It's your yeah. it's your mental, it's your physical, it's your spiritual. It's right not just putting good food in, but putting all good things in, right. so you can pump good out into the universe. Exactly. Um, and I know that you know that. When you first started, <laughs> you you had first of all you were quite timid, very timid, which is is odd because I get to see you in all parts of the day, right? And I know like <laughs> you're a goof, right? And right. that's fabulous, and that's what I love about you. But you know, you had your whys mm-hmm. when they started when you started doing that, right? Um, and your whys, you know, again, you're a terrible spokesperson for you, so I'll go for <laughs> it. Your whys were, were your health. Exactly. Yes. Your whys were, but more than that, and what you weren't even sure was a why initially was like, your why was your sense of you. Yes. Like who you are. Right. Your why was a good example for our kids. Mm-hmm. Your why was a great wife for me. Right. You know, a lot of your why centered around the family, and the rest of the why centered around you being the best version of you. Exactly. Now, at any point, if you started worrying about social engagement or likes or comments or comment pods or orca pods, whatever pod you're in. Right. Right. If you worry more about that than your why. Right. You're going to start sucking at your dream. Yes. And I, I had a very hard time getting off the ground because I was really concerned about that. I was concerned about doing it all right from the very beginning. I was concerned about looking stupid, making a mistake not being able to, you know, answer a question or, you know, just the whole list. It, it was, it was a, being terrified of failing and then being terrified of doing it right and people expecting me to do it right all the time. And what's, so, and this is for everyone listening, <laughs> just so you know, you're not alone. One, she just said it, right? <laughs> and two, she's married to a professional advisor, Right. Like, I do right. this for a living. Right. And, and I would tell you all the time, like, yes. just do you. Just right. be genuine you. That's yep. what is going to sell. That's what people want to see. Right. That's what you're going to get the real traction, like, the real engagement. The thing is, you know, like, you can tell by looking at someone's stories mm-hmm. or going to their Instagram account what's real and what's not. Right. You've got 23,000 followers <laughs> and two comments. Your right. engagement sucks because they don't know you. Right. And right. and even with me just saying that all the time, like, just be you, mm-hmm. you know, you, my it, stubborn little lady. Yeah, it was really hard because I am silly and I like to have fun, but I'm also really passionate about certain things. And I just wasn't sure how do you translate that in these perfect curated squares and in your stories. And, and once I stopped thinking about it so much and just decided I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to dance crazy and I'm going to tell lame jokes and I'm going (laughs) to, you know, share the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, not being able to find the kid's shoes, all the things that happen in my day in conjunction with being able to still be happy and healthy and helping other people and an encouragement that's that's when the magic started to happen. And one of the things that I heard you say that that was part of what was jamming you up, and you said it so flippantly that you probably, <laughs> I know you get it now, but initially you didn't, was right. you said, 
perfect curated posts. Right. Perfect is fake. Right. Exactly. No one likes fake. I can tell you personally, okay, mm -hmm. like I own a lot of music. Yes. I love music, right? right? I can also tell you that, like, I own, I'll say it, I'm a huge Mudvayne fan. Okay, <laughs> I think Chad Gray is a, a lyrical genius. Yep. I think that man is, is amazing, <laughs> right? And their albums sound great. Mm -hmm. They do such a good job in the studio. His vocals are super clean. The music, the instrumentals, all of it goes together so well for that type of music to, I mean, for there to be a metal band that is like heavy melody, that's right. impressive, right? Yes. And I can tell you that for the entirety of the rest of my mental cognitive existence, <laughs> I will never forget seeing them live. Yeah. And the imperfections and making it better mm -hmm. because it was genuine. Right. It was authentic. They were there. They were sweaty. They were out of breath. They were, right. you know, trying to make that note last like it does on the album at their very best. But, you know. Right. Right. Well, when you're running around on stage and you're giving it your all... You know, you can't make it like it is when it's in this perfect studio. Right. And the thing is, like, so, you know, that great album, that perfectly curated album, it might have an impact. Mm -hmm. It might sound good. People might really enjoy it. Right. But that live performance, that real, raw, authentic you, yeah. that's going to change someone's life. Right. That's, where, that's what they're never going to forget for the rest of their life. Right. And, and that's, that's the reason that people see live music is because they want that connection. They want to see you trip over the mic stand. They want to see you sweating. They want to see you, you know, mess up your own lyric. And everybody wants to cheer and fill it in for you. <laughs> you know? I mean, we saw the Deftones together years <laughs> right. ago. yeah. Uh, we won't say what year, but <laughs> I already said 80s and 90s, so we're, we're back. It's right. been a minute. Um, but Chino, someone mm -hmm. who's been doing it for decades, they start a song that, you know, is huge. Everyone knows, Changing the House of Flies. Yeah. And they get to the part where he's about to kick in the lyrics, and he's like, uh-oh. And he brain farts his own song. Right. Like, this man wrote the words. Right. And he's like, hang on a second. Right. Okay, that's what we're doing? Got it. Right. And it, it creates such a... A powerful connection with mm -hmm. the audience because look no one is perfect right it's endearing it's endearing to see someone have the same struggle as you who can't play an instrument who may not ever be on a stage who you know whatever the case is there is something that connects you more deeply to someone you go I recognize that face they just made in the in that moment of panic right oh yeah you're you're immediately back to you know five years old right that uh oh you just right. got busted doing something mode right but you know it's it's in those imperfections that i think is where the magic really happens because you can you can go off script you yep. can be silly you can be your genuine self and and that's when you're going to be able to stay true to the initial whys. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like going back to the example of when you started out um, and all those whys that you had with, with you being good to yourself, being the best example for our family, being the best wife for me, being the, the total package that you are. Part of who that is, is silly. Right. <laughs> and serious. Yeah. And a mix of both all the time. Right. Like, you know, you're the first one to start dancing when there's no music right. you're, you're the first one to laugh at the lamest joke right. you know that's that's my jam right so i might as well just let it out there and 
And if you try and do these perfect little posts where your hair's just right and it's, everyone's like, okay. Right. There's no relationship there. Right. You, you've, you feel beat before you started watching someone like that because if you're in your leggings and your sweatshirt and the house is a disaster and the kids have torn everything apart, there's no connection there. There's no, you know, <laughs> sympathetic struggle happening. Even, look, even this show. I mean, this is our second podcast we've done together. Mm-hmm. Not episode. I mean, there was a podcast before this one. Right. right. Um, and we tried, I think, one time. We, like, yeah. wrote notes out. Right. We had a an outline that we wanted to stick with. Right. And that's what we're going to do. Because we were afraid right. of it being not good enough. Right. Or not perfect. Exactly. Or not whatever. Right. And we listened to it back and we're like, that sucks. Right. We're like, that doesn't sound like us at all. And not only that, but I didn't want to listen to it. No. It, it was very... It was very boring. It was terrible. <laughs> it was... Then this is the news, like right, and and that was a silly show. Yeah, exactly. It was. It was just totally. There was silliness. nothing funny about that episode. No, it was trash. <laughs> and, but we were afraid that it was that we wouldn't that we would get behind the microphone and freeze up. But because we had at that point, I think we'd only done a couple of that yeah. first show. Yeah, and had gotten some great feedback, and we're mm-hmm. like, okay, we need to. Need to really amp it up. We need to really script it right. out, and like we're going we to deliver gold. Points to talk about, and, and we delivered to touch on just and... dog turds. It was not gold <laughs> at all, and because we we lost our why right. for that one episode, we yeah. lost the why, and the why for us for that show was just to have fun. Was just to have fun, and so we we've, we've carried that format over. Like we don't even hardly talk about. No. I mean, honestly, spoiler alert, listeners. Maybe five minutes before we record, we're like, you good? You good? Yeah, let's hit it. Right. Because it's not real otherwise. Right, right. We want to have a genuine conversation. And it's not our why either. <laughs> right. You know, if our why isn't being done in the thing, mm-hmm. then it's it's fake to everybody else. Exactly. Anyway. So we have just overcome the fear of that that failure because we're just going to forge on being who we are. And the thing, too, look, like, with the fear of success is what we're really talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're going to fail. Right. There's going to be mistakes. There's going to be things. You're not going to know the answer sometimes. You're not going to be able to produce whatever it was that Whatever it is loved. you're doing, you know, whether it's, you know, because we talk leadership on the show a lot. Right. If you are a, a multi-level manager mm-hmm. and you've got all these teams that report to you and, you know, you're... You're just killing. Six months. Your numbers right. are great. You're murdering. Like, your your bosses, bosses, bosses know your name, and you're <laughs> right. that next hot guy. Everyone knows that you're the man yep. or woman. And then you have a bad month, and your numbers tank. And, you know, it's like looking like Spartacus out there with the employees <laughs> because things aren't going well. Right. That you can't have that month happen in your head three months before it does. Right. And if you focus on the fear of not succeeding again, right. if you focus so hard on the reality is, look, if you focus on anything, particularly success, too hard, you're going to fail. Right. You're going right. to fail. <laughs> the the uh, watched pot never boils. If it's you, true. If you're just staring at it, it's just going to sit there, too. <laughs> and, and think about, I mean, just the massively negative impact it has on your mental well-being. Like, I can tell you, 
you know, when I'm having a, like happened this morning, um, having a conversation with an organization that's interested in having me come do some work with them. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited about this one. Right. Like it's, it's a big one. Right. And it would be super cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, like so close to me, like I'll do it for free, you know, (laughs) just because it's that cool for me. Right. So exciting. Um, and I fired off the email and old Travis would have sat there and refresh, 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 <laughs> because I'm, I'm so, I was so wrapped up in, you know, repeat success and right. doing it again and doing it again and doing it again. And look, like when you do that, you're annoying to everyone around you <laughs> and you're, you're crushing yeah. the inches in between that you could be filling with other good things. Right. Right. Well, and the other thing is when that mindset of, you know, I just have to sit here and watch it. I just have to, while you're doing that, you know, it's that same thing that you bring up. It's that catastrophic thinking in between the two, you know, you hit send and you receive something else. You've gone down this whole spiral and you're, you've just become this self-fulfilling prophecy of defeat (laughs) before you even know what the answer is. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. It's, it's one of the things that I, I have to keep myself in check on because I'm a planner and mm-hmm. I like to know things coming up right. and it's just part of who I am. Yeah. But it can be a detriment. Right. And it's because of that, like, fear of not being able to repeat it and not being right. able to do it again. And we were talking yesterday. We're out for your birthday. You mm-hmm. turned 23 again, which right. is really again. exciting. It's really exciting. And, <laughs> you know, I was telling you, like, I... I love playing guitar. Yeah. And I have a great guitar that you bought for me. Mm-hmm. It's a, a very nice Fender. And I never play it. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I find myself, like, at the laptop, like, working, right. working, working. And if I'm not working, I'm thinking about other angles. And, right. like, I'm mentally wearing myself out. Right. Like, hey, how about, you know, that 30 minutes in between clients or that hour in between, you know, whatever Zoom thing. Play right. guitar, dum dum. Right, and right. Instead of rechecking and checking and or you know trying to reinvent the wheel, take some time and do something that you love. The chance that you're going to get really inspired while you're doing something that you love is high. <laughs> because how much more fun is your day if you wake up excited about what it is you do because you love it? Right. You do it, and now you've got time before you've got to do the next thing. So you fill that with something else that you love. Right. And then you come back to the work part and, oh, there's good news waiting on you. Right. (laughs) And look, maybe it's not good news. Right. But you started out hot. You filled that white space with something you love. And that bad news is like, well, at least I still did this thing. Right. I still did. And I have this other great idea that came to me while I was doing the other thing that I loved. And exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You know, like just... So, <laughs> rabbit holes, but they're all, right. it's a connected it's connected. tunnel. Um, it, that fear is not a good thing. No. And the reality is, like, it, I'm not trying to downplay it, but it's nonsense. Right. It's nonsense because it is. if it is you're a waste of your time. worried about the 500,000 people that adore you on Tuesday, still adoring you on Wednesday, then you're going to lose sight of your why. Right. You're going to totally lose track of that hardcore, you know, 50,000 that they don't care. 
Right. They'd come listen to you play under a bridge. Right. You know. And those are your people. Those are the those are the ones that you really care about. The ones that are ride or die. They're going to follow you to the ends of the earth. Those are the those are the people that you want to do good things for. And that's how you know that initial success at whatever level it is turns into a two, five, ten, twenty-year career. Right is because you stay the course of what's important to you mm-hmm. and what got you there in the first place. You right. don't worry about reinventing. You don't, like, of course, everyone's going to evolve. Right, you know? exactly. Um, but is it still something that you love? Right. And if it is, I'm, I'd be willing to bet, you know, as you evolve, so will that core fan base exactly. or that core group of followers or what, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. the core group of people that work with you at your workplace mm-hmm. like you it's okay to change right <laughs> it's fine right but don't don't come out you know Megadeth on Tuesday and Eminem on Wednesday and expect <laughs> right. just because the pressure of the world and that pressure to repeat the success and that fear of continued success right. forced you into doing something that is That's not in not line really with who you. you are right um so yeah that I guess that might cover it. We can go harder. What do you? You've got more. Go ahead. I've got, I've got more. <laughs> I th- I think my thing at the end of all of it is you just have to stop. You just have to stop, and you just have to go for it. Go for it, scared. You can you can be terrified and still do exactly what you want to do, and you can close your eyes and push the go button on whatever it is, and then walk away. Sure. Just. And just keep doing it until you don't have to close your eyes to push the go button, until you are ready to watch and see what happens. And I think, for the most part, people are going to be pleasantly surprised that when you when you push your button and go, there are going to be people that feel the same way about you, that need your kind of encouragement, that are going to start watching you because what you have is something that connects to their heart, too. And the reality is, I mean, I can tell you with 100% honesty, the vast majority of things that I really love in my life, family included, is initially horrifying. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's like, think about our first kiddo. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that's fear. Right. Becoming a parent for the first time is terrifying. But you're so excited because we did it. We conceived, and now right. they're here, and you're excited, and then you're like, oh, no. Right, what do I do with this little thing? Right? <laughs> it can't do anything for itself. But I- it's here. It's complete. It's <laughs> right. special. It's fantastic. No, exactly. it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> right? So no. all the same care and concern and love and attention that got put into all the why that made that little baby in the first place, right. you need to stay with that yep. if it is going to grow into what you ultimately want it to be. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's perfect. That's perfect. It really is. All of the, your amazing ideas are these, you know, sweet little babies, but they have to be cared for all the way up into adulthood. And, you know, that's the, the brilliance about it is when when our first was born, we thought we had some ideas. Right. Right? Right. And now that number four is five, we're like, uh-uh, to all that initial stuff. Right, yeah. And yes, you should with the other thing. Yep. And so that's when we say it's okay to change. Exactly. Because we've got two in between them. So there's mm-hmm. four total, 
And never has the first one ever been like, wait a minute, when I was three or when I was four, like he doesn't care. <laughs> no. Because he's seen the transition, he's grown with us, yep. and he still loves what we're about. Right. And the new ones, the new fans, the new kids, <laughs> right. they, they're like, well, this is what I know. Right. But they still enjoy going back into the catalog and seeing like, right. oh, here's pictures, here's, here's how we used to do things. Oh, that's funny, that's right. awesome. Exactly. That's, I mean, that is the perfect analogy. That's good that it came out there at the end. <laughs> would, have, would have been a real short show if I led with that. Right, right. That, that was good. <laughs> Final thoughts? Do it scared. Yep, do it scared. That's a good one. Whether it's whether you're afraid of failing or afraid of succeeding, do it anyway. And don't lose sight of the why. Right. I mean, that why, like, last part I'll say, and then I'll shut up till next <laughs> week. Um, that's like your port in the storm, man. Yeah. That is... Right. As long as you remain true to that, you can maintain joy and happiness in what you're doing yep. because it's what you love. Right. And and the reality is, like, you didn't get into your line of work to be a billionaire. No. You didn't get into your line of work to have five million followers on no. Instagram. You got into your line of work for you first. Right. And to make other people better. Right. Right. And to show other people it can be done. And if you focus only on the, the success part, the right. flashy, sexy hearts and likes and, you know, right. whatever, horseshoes, clovers, whatever <laughs> lucky charm is getting thrown on your page. Right. If you focus only on that, then you're going you're gonna to miss it. Yes. You're going to exactly. miss the whole point. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, that was our, our chit chat on fear. And I think we probably made the point that it's maybe not necessarily a fear of failure. Yeah. It's a fear of success. Right. And how to repeat it. Yeah. And fear of failure will start will stop with this. <laughs> um just get over it cuz yeah. you're gonna. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You just, ex yes, you have to get comfortable with being able to say, "Oh, I was wrong." <laughs> and the reality is the difference between someone who has never failed and someone who has failed is the person who's failed at least tried. Exactly. So, yeah. I'd rather be someone who's failed a thousand times and you know I say it all the time I would much rather have my last breath having a thousand things I failed at and regret than even one thing that I didn't try and wish I and had and wish you had yeah yeah and the thing about failing is every time you fail you learn something right you are failing forward which is still progress so whatever it is don't give up if yeah. you love it if it's part of who you are, it's part of your why, do it scared, don't give up, be prepared to fail, and be prepared to succeed, and enjoy that part too. And in 10 years, if you look back and say, I failed a thousand times, that's a minimum of a thousand lessons. Right. A minimum. Exactly. Good for you. Right. And think how much you have to pay forward to the next person who wants to follow in your footsteps. If you apply all those lessons to the why you started with, yep. sky's the limit. Exactly. All right. That's it. That's yep. the show. <laughs> we will talk to you guys next time. See ya. All right, folks, there you have it. That was the show. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Like I said at the top, there is a blog post about this particular topic at the website as well. So just go to aboveaverageleadership.com, hover over free resources, 
and click on blog and you're going to find it towards the top. Also, like I said, keep your eyes peeled. I'll be dropping a video about this topic towards the end of the week, probably be Friday morning. You guys will be able to see that. So check that out. Uh, do me a solid. Head over to iTunes. If you're an iTunes listener, Spotify, wherever you listen to the show, do me a favor. Give us some some good ratings and throw some comments in there. Uh, if you guys want to hear something in particular, feel free to email us. You can always just email the show direct at aboveaverageleadership at gmail.com. Any topics, any stuff you want us to cover in the future, please feel free to just reach out and let us know. And I hope you guys have an excellent week. Bye.